Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Jammo Salam Sanbanane. Bonjour to all of you who are tuned into the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. My name is Lisa Gumbo Registrar with the Fashion Lab team in studio today. We are holding it down with my co-host Moik Peterson. Good afternoon, everyone. And we will be joined shortly by our Kayla Stanbul in-house trend analyst. Um, fashion Lab is the first fashion business radio show to go live on air in the world for those of you who are tuning in for the first time. And uh, in our lab, we focus on the different aspects, different elements, different dynamics of the fashion industry in Africa to basically provide a platform where growth and development within the industry is promoted and facilitated um, for sustainability, for growth, so that we can win and go home. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, um, real quick, Morwick, I'd like you to just, um, we had our Fashion Lab soiree. It was a beautiful evening in the Pepper Club penthouse Oof, on Friday last it was, week, it was beautiful. We took over the city. It we, was beautiful. We painted it red, blue, and yellow. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Kiptonians also. That was a very beautiful, warm reception. Very, um, very. They say they don't dress up. I'm like, listen, we took this whole thing to like a gala night. Okay, so um, Morwick, do you wanted to share a <sighs> yes, bit um, yes, with our audience about yes. some of the highlights um, on Friday? Oh. If, 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 if you didn't come to the event or if you didn't know we were there, you missed out. You definitely missed out. It was an absolutely phenomenal evening with, um, amazing, um, key players, um, Anita Stanbury, the CEO of the South African National Fashion Council. Um, she attended and supported us. Thank you so much, Anita. Um, Brian, um, he is from the Cape Town, um, Fashion Council and all the other key players that were at the soiree in Cape Town last week. Thank you so much, guys. It was an absolute pleasure meeting you all. Um, this event wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for our amazing sponsors. Morwick, um, just stop being so cute. What was the main... <laughs> tell us something. Just tell the people. I mean, people are not... Everyone made it. Um, tell us, what, what was your one or two of your highlights of the event? I think my highlight of the event was just really connecting with all the key players that was at this thing. And for us, um, introducing who Fashion Lab is and what we stand for and, and what we're going to be doing and, and just the networking um, that happened at the event it was of the first they've never had an event such as um, the fashion lab array where everyone just came together and networked and spoke about most important the business behind fashion Morwick is so cute guys like he's just like I'm like did you like enjoy the drinks I mean is there anything else besides girl I'm all about the business of fashion I'm all about the business <laughs> of fashion anyway it was a beautiful evening and we want to thank our sponsors Fiat came through um, the Pepper Club Hotel um, Southern Comfort Southern Comfort and we look forward to many more of this. Anyway, um, today on the show, we're dissecting a topic around the African footwear industry. And joining us in studio are some special, special guests. We will be having Brian um, Rami... Rami Kilawan? Yes. Ram, Ram Kilawan. <laughs> so it's a little Excuse bit of a tongue me. twister. Let me do this again. We will be having Brian Ram Kilawan, CEO mm -hmm. of Cape Town Fashion Council. We have Adiambomula Lewis... Okay. <laughs> I'm getting ticks. I'm getting ticks from Galago. And then we have, um, Ridwana Shaikh, who's creative director, Meshuga Shoes. And then we have a trusted advisor on a strictly referral only off market basis. We are rolling with some serious people here to the top 1% of world leaders and global businesses, Martin McKenzie, who will also be joining us in studio just to give us or just inject some of his tips uh, around the business. Uh, side of things. Um, just a quick reminder, we also have a very interesting segment. Exciting, exciting segment. Uh, at the end of the show, and we like to just share it so you can get prepared and put your little things together. So um, the quick segment at the end of the show is called Who Would You Want to Dress? And I'd love to encourage you who are listening to think about it and share with us at the end of the show when we also reveal our who's and our why's. And our guest in studio, please think about it while you guys sitting here. <laughs> Who would you like to dress? Because that question is going to be thrown coming at in. you too. Yes, and keep your <laughs> tweets coming in uh, at Cl Cliff Central or at Fashion Lab AF. If you want to go visual, Insta us at Fashion Lab Africa and www.fashionlabafrica.com is where we be. Liz, I just quickly want to intercept. Um, thank you so much to our Japanese listeners. I've discovered at our catch up that we have some Japanese listeners that listen to the Fashion Lab. Big ups to you. I wish I could greet you, <laughs> but I don't want to say something that I'm going to be swearing. But thank you so much to all our Japanese listeners as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are going to be, um, speaking to speaking Brian. Speaking to Brian. 
And uh, we obviously appreciate um, what uh, groups like uh, the fashion, the Cape Town Fashion Council are doing um, to be able to promote um, to be able to promote the business um, behind fashion. While we wait on Brian, I'd like to invite or welcome these two fabulous ladies, just looking so good and chill. <laughs> I love this little neck piece on Ridwan as well. It's not little, but it's a beautiful neck piece um, with some beads that just go on, and it's quite abstract, very cool, got a head wrap on, got a very interesting style. Ridwana, what would you call this? Uh, um, firstly, it's a, it's a really ginormous neck piece. It's kind of heavy too. <laughs> it is, yes. Very nice. Supporting um, local. Very nice. Yeah, no, I really do enjoy supporting local. It was actually bought for me as a gift by a friend of mine. I was entertaining from New York about um, a month ago. So um, we did the whole usual touristy thing here in Joburg. And I took her to the African craft market at Rosebank. And um, I saw the necklace and I was like, oh, it's so expensive, really. I really, my budget's bust for the month already. I'm good. <laughs> so... Um, I went, I carried on like shopping for fabric for the, for my friend and, um, without me knowing she bought it. And, wow. um, before she left, she left it on my bed and she said, this is for you to say thank you. Wow. <laughs> you need friends like that. I need, I well, wanted yeah. to say the exact same thing. <laughs> please. Well, Liz, welcome. can you do that too? Welcome please. to the show, Ridwana. <laughs> thank and you. Adiambo has also got a little head wrap thing and got, uh, Adiambo yes. always has this thing. I think it's a signature. This is what we should call the signature Adiambo head wrap. Adiambo, <laughs> welcome to the show. What is thank going on with your me. style aesthetic? What's well, inspiring? You know, this is a, my get up out of bed really fast look <laughs> so I've got like a beautiful you know um, black coffee shift and for me you know I don't leave the house without wearing something locally made yes that's my wow. that's nice. my mantra wow I can attest to that she has this habit of whenever we're at school at the Branson Center she's always asking some random person so what South African designer are you supporting today yes <laughs> and it's a relevant question or what African designer are you supporting um, but I see we do have Brian um, on the line. Hello, Brian. Hello, I'm Eric. How are hello, you doing? Hello. <laughs> that, that was a good try on my surname. Then there's a lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, um, welcome to the show. How's Cape Town? Before we even go on, uh, Cape Town, fantastic. You know, it's it's a, it's a lovely it's a lovely winter's day. Uh, it's Men's Day week, you know, and I think you know, it's exciting it's, it's stuff. Yeah, it's meant to be a fashion week this week, so, you know, everybody's got a bit of a hangover this morning. <laughs> have you watched any shows yet? Have you, uh, have the shows began? But the shows have began, they started last night. Okay. Do you have anything well, exciting, any I'm, name you could throw that well, really... You know, yeah, you know, I mean, the, the younger guys are just, you know, Genevieve Lyons, you know, a brilliant product out there, you know, and, and the younger guys are, are really, really... I mean, um, uh, Craig was also really good last week, uh, from Dizzy. Oh, know, I love, a, we love Craig. We yeah, love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, love he, him. He, he, well, the fantastic bag, one of the things that happened in there, you know, the fantastic laptop bag that we whipped out there and zapped it out into a beautiful sweatshirt print, knocked it out and turned it into a jacket. Fantastic. Wow. Love That's that. innovation. Yeah, yeah. A, little bit, a little bit gimmicky, but, you know, hey, you know, for, for what it was, it, it looked fantastic on the ramp. Wow. Thank you, Brian. I wish we were there. But anyway, we'll be back soon. But <laughs> we miss Cape Town. Well, you should have planned your story for this week, you know. <laughs> well, I think that would have been a conflict, a real clash, real clash. And, but and, I, and, I, and I did see Morik knocking a few back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. So he should be honest and tell people, but besides the business um, connections that he had, there was a few other things he enjoyed um, that evening. Yeah, I, I did spot him out there, you know, and... and, and and trying to avoid anyone touching him. <laughs> thank you for the expose, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian, thank you for joining us. It was nice to see you last week. And um, just quickly, with a purpose to represent, develop, and support um, and grow the Western Cape fashion sector, could you share with us some of the projects you're helping develop within your area of focus? Well, look, yeah, no, I think, you know, we, we've been established since 2006 as, as, as a fashion council. Uh, we probably right now, the... The operationally, with the exception of the South African Council is around as well, and I think they're just starting out, so they're just getting themselves sorted out. Um, uh, we represent something in the region of about 1,800 members, of which uh, there are 400 designers nationally. Um, independently, and I think I mentioned this this morning, and I, I think that when we did the research, we almost fell off the chair thinking that it can't be right. But the contribution to the GDP was something close to 980 million rand. Yeah, 14%. That's, very, wow. that's a real conservative conservative estimate and and the thing about it is that everything is made locally and sold locally wow. and that for me this says you know i mean south africans are really becoming wiser as to how they're consuming product now 
know, they want to buy something that's different. You know, why do we want to all look the same? You know, exactly. we turn off the sausages out of these, these, these fast fashion spaces, you know, and I think with, with the local designers and the young designers that are going out there, the, the selfies of the world, fantastic products, Shauna Morland, fantastic. And, you know, K-Town right now, um, I love Joburg and they're fantastic designers. But <laughs> I've, 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 I've got to give, give it up to my guys out in K-Town. There's some fantastic things work happening out there. No, absolutely, true, Brian. True. Absolutely, Brian. And I think um, you guys being one of... Um, Right now, the biggest um, council within um, South Africa, and yeah. you know, and, and you know, Brian, living in such a diverse continent, Africa, you know, working and especially you working so close with various designers. Would you say the industry is growing in other aspects of design? For example, um, we now having um, our, our subject is shoes or yeah. handbags or different crafts. How how how's that growing within South Africa? Because we're all just focusing on the clothing, the clothing, the clothing. But other aspects of design, um how's the growth going? Specifically the you know, you yeah. know, we're working we're working with a project with somebody in, in Cape Town that's doing some jewelry, okay? And and it came out of nowhere. They were discarding all the fences out at uh, um at Robin Island. And uh, she's taking the fences and she turned some fantastic jewelry. And I'm, I'm, you know, her brand's called Legacy. And it's really amazing product, you know, and it's made, and the heritage of something that's really South African. You know, I think, I think the misconception is that, you know, we all walk around thinking that, you know, we need to, we need to dress in a, in a traditional kind of a look. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we live in a global environment. We live in a global space. We are influenced by global things, you know, and because we live in Africa, it doesn't mean that we, we are not internationally competitive in yeah. our creative spaces. You know, and, and for shoes, I'm glad that you have shoes as, um, you know, as one of the topics in there. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's been neglected, you know, and, and the only shoes that we look at and that will be the basic school shoes. And there are fantastic designers out there, Coast and Coy, that are doing amazing work, you know, with, with shoes in South Africa. I'm, I'm, the ladies on, on your panel, of course, as well. And I'm, I'm going to Google them as soon as. <laughs> you try to Why steal our Johannesburg designers. <laughs> yes, come, we don't. We, we're not fussy about where your your location is. Yes. We're here to we're here to grow businesses, you know. And, and you know, you're talking about projects. You know, we we're looking at hugely looking at 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 the American market, looking strongly at spaces out in in, the, in Europe as well. And and we're being a little bit arrogant as well because you know the whole thing is that you, we're going to to Hong Kong. You know, and, and we're going there with the intent of saying, you can steal the idea, but you cannot steal the story that we have. Very our true, story, amen. Very true. Our story is about sustainable fashion. It's about fair trade. We can track everything that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we can track it to the machinist that has made your product. Mm-hmm. It's not by, made by somebody. I'm not saying that everybody's doing this, but we all know about sweatshops and yeah. how they exist. You know, and, and we want to go there. And I think choosing ethical ways of producing product is huge now. Most of the Scandinavian countries are looking at it, you know, and there's a big drive into people wanting to know where your product is made. The food industry is, uh, I mean, organic food and, and knowing where your food is coming from has revolutionized that whole sector, you know, and made food something where you don't want to buy a mass-produced piece of meat, you know, with all the, with all the estrogen and starting to grow some boobies. Yeah, yeah. So, Brian, yeah, so, No, sorry, yeah, go ahead. So, you go, mate. Yeah. yeah. So we can now say that um, the world, the rest of the world is now looking, officially now looking at Africa. And we no longer looking to see what um, the world is offering, but the world is now looking at us. I, I think the latest Gucci collection stands to testify that. You know, I think, you know, if you look at it, there's a lot of influences into, into the African trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bevin Westwood does a lot of work out in Africa as well. Uh, I mean, you know, designers like Oswald Boateng, you know, inspiration is coming straight out of Africa. And yeah. I think that that is going to grow even further. Everybody seems to be looking at us. And I'm glad you, you started the conversation, you know, talking about saying, uh, you know, you're about the business of fashion. Yeah. Which is great. Because I think, you know, the, it, with the estimates being the way they are, you're looking at, at Africa having the biggest working population by 2040. Yeah. yeah and, and, and for us to have a working population is one thing. It's a whole big different thing if, if we're going to have an employed population. So there's a big difference between having a working population and an employed population. And I think if we don't start strategizing now and putting things into place where we can start creating jobs by 2040, and that's, I'm not just talking about just being in South Africa, I'm talking about the whole South Saharan African region. You know, we, 
if we talk about, you know, the, the whole migrancy issues that are happening around the world right now, it's, it's purely socioeconomic, you know, and we need to get out into Africa and create these spaces where we can create Absolutely. jobs. And clothing, and clothing is one of the sectors that, you know, the uptake and the, and the, and the, learning, the learning skills that you need to do that, it, it's pretty short. Your learning curve is really short for you to train somebody to get into the clothing sector. And uh, I'm not saying cheap. I'm not saying I, I, I'm, I'm all about making sure that the people that have a, a fair living wage, you know, as much as like working in an industry that is that is about fashion and um, yeah. that area. Absolutely, wow. absolutely. Brian, we could go on and on, um, but we're gonna. I know we. Yes, we, 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 love to that. <laughs> we could go on and on, but we'll let you just watch the sea, the mountains, and maybe have wine later while we continue to dissect uh, this topic around the African footwear industry. But thank Fantastic. you. Yes, thank you for your contribution. We'll we'll be in touch. And where can people okay. get hold of you, real quick, Brian? If uh, to all our listeners and everyone listening around the world and in Africa, um, how can people get hold of the Cape Town Fashion Council? Well, we, we are online and I think, you know, we, 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 most of our stuff is posted online and all our projects are posted online and, and, you know, so, and, and, yeah, it's open source. So if anybody needs anything, they can always contact our office at www.ctfc.co.za. CTFC, Charlie Tango, Fox or Charlie.co.za. Marik Liz, thank you for having me on the show. And, uh, you know, um, join us on social media platforms as well. You know, it's, uh, space, the cake dot, Cape Town, Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. And we're looking forward to seeing you real soon in Johannesburg. We're looking forward to seeing you guys again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Brian, have a good okay. day. Ciao, yes. ciao. Have Bye-bye. Wow, guys, that was the CEO of uh, the Cape Town Fashion Council. And uh, for those of you who are tuning in now, you are listening to the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central, where we dissect the business behind fashion. And uh, moving straight back to our lovely ladies sitting in studio with us, uh, Ridwana I just want to say, first of all, congratulations on what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I know that because we've been speaking footwear, and I know that you've been talking footwear for years. And just considering the fact that, you know, from Milan to China to New York to where next, I don't know. But you definitely demonstrate to the industry that one has to keep going beyond borders just to understand their craft and take it to the next level, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, the world is now one marketplace. Yeah. Could yeah. you just share with us a bit about your work and how you see uh, how you see it elevating the or playing a role in the fashion? I mean, in the fa- in the African footwear industry, especially in Africa. Okay. Uh, well, firstly, for the wear next, it's actually Netherlands. I'll be com- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be completing uh, my master's in footwear and technology um, wow. later this year. Congratulations! Um, thank you, thank you. It is a big deal. I'm the first South African that the school has ever ever had apply and um, accepted. So it's a really really big deal for the industry. Wow. Congratulations! Um, thank you. So um, where next for um, coming back to your question? Like where where do I see? Mm, what role do you what, see yeah. you playing as a, obviously, a f- footwear, are you a footwear consultant as well? Could we say that? Ooh, uh, I wear a lot of hats in this industry. Okay, <laughs> but specifically, because of the fact that we see you moving into different spaces in the globe um, to get mm-hmm. some information, to acquire something and to be able to bring it back home to mm-hmm. obviously set up a space where people can actually start getting their footwear produced locally with mm-hmm. all of the knowledge and all of the skills and all of everything that you acquire from everywhere else, mm-hmm. what role do you see yourself um, playing in the African industry? And I don't, I don't know much about which other footwear um, production facilities we have in Africa. I just know mm-hmm. they're not enough. Yeah, they definitely are not enough. So um, at the moment, um, I work as a design consultant, um, as a freelance design consultant. Um, so I get clients coming to me asking for, um, they want to design a range of shoes or, uh, they'd like to explore the idea of designing a range of shoes. And my first, uh, piece of advice to them is design for the South African foot. And essentially this is something I would like to take into the industry in a bigger way. Cause currently we do have some designs, some, um, last, the, um, the shoe is created around a last, which is essential in essence, it's, it's the mold of a foot. It's where every basic shoe starts off. And um, essentially, um, most of our lasts are okay. They're not really fashionable. But the ones that we tend to bring in are not really made for the South African foot. Um, we're, we're getting styles from China. We're getting styles from Brazil, from Portugal. And um, South African feet are broader. 
Um, that's why you would find that if um, if you buy shoes, like for instance from a high-end boutique that imports shoes, you might find you squashing your feet in a little bit. It's just simply not because you have fat feet or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's just because that our foot shape's different. We've been walking barefoot for a very long time, and evolution has played its part in making our feet a little bit broader. Does it do the same for you? Are you fit, feeling like they've been down on the ground hard and long? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think that um it it's the biggest gripe. Like I've done so much research in in this industry. So many focus groups that I've tried to call together and even just talking to friends who buy or watching people just literally going into a store pretending to shop but watching people buy. And women so desperately want that pair of shoes that it doesn't really matter if it hurts a little bit. They will buy it because it looks good. No, it's true. It's true. It is. And it's so true. one of like I think that what what I would like essentially is my biggest contribution for now to the industry would to be would be to create an awareness about the fact that the South African foot is different. Can we just please start dealing with it already? Do you, do you do you think the African foot is also different, like other African countries? It's very interesting to know that we have different feet, and then like how different are they? Are they is a Kenyan's foot a bit longer and thinner? Mm, I think I so. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, <laughs> him with long, slender feet. Look at his feet. <laughs> Kenyans were just blessed individuals. Um, first of all. Good afternoon, everybody. Sorry, <laughs> Kayla just stepped in very silently. And as we so into it, welcome, Kayla. Sorry. Thank you. First, I stepped in while Brian was still up. And I was like, you know what? Let me just chill for a sec and let them wrap this thing up before I just jump in and ask all sorts of questions. Good afternoon, everybody. Hello. And good afternoon to our guests. Good afternoon. So with the footwear industry growing so rapidly, do you think that the footwear industry in Africa has grown immensely over the past couple of years because I know even with myself buying footwear I still buy a lot of shoes that are made in different countries that are from brands that are not African brands but is the African footwear market actually growing can we actually get like you said shoes that is made for our kind of feet because I get what you're saying with the whole squashing situation because it's happened to me so many times <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that um I think that it is growing it's it's a slow growth mm-hmm. and I think that it will be a gradual uphill but I think that more people are starting to become aware that we have the ability to make our own product. We've just been lazy too. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, okay, I can talk a lot about the South African industry because I've been in it for a while now mm-hmm. and I, and I understand how it works. Um, from what I find is that, uh, there's this, there's this awareness. Like if you speak to manufacturers, there's this awareness that we need something different, but trying to put their fingers on what precisely is it that we need to do differently, they are kind of struggling with. Um, and, um, I think it's just, it's education that's going to make things change. And Absolutely I think, true. I, I think it's even up to South African retailers to hire foot des- um, shoe designers that are from South Africa or from Africa because, I mean, even when you go to Edgar's or you go to Woolworth's or anywhere you go, those are imported shoes. They're made in China, they're made in Italy, they, but you never see made in South Africa shoes unless it's, you know, a particular brand. There's so. a growing small mm-hmm. little movement um, which was started by the DTI. I don't have too much information about it, mm-hmm. so, so please don't anybody quote me. But um, I know that the DTI has um, encouraged local retailers uh, to manufacture a certain percentage of their footwear yeah. um, locally. Um, but my my gripe with that is that it's very samey. Like if you go into Mr. Price and you look look at the sole of the shoe and it will tell you where it's made. Um, generally, the South African ones are written on the bottom of the sole and the made in China ones are written on the inside of the yeah. shoe. It's a little stick on the inside of the shoe. It's very samey. It's like nobody's willing to just push the envelope a little and say, let's try something different. That's you know, true. like something we new. don't make heels in South Africa. We don't. We can't. We don't. None of the manufacturers have the necessary skill nor the necessary technology to actually create beautiful, high-fashioned yeah. heels. They just don't. Redorna, uh, yeah. I'm, t- I'm just going to come said. back to you. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just going to come back to you. Adiambo, I know you have to leave, girl. You on your nerves. Um, Adiambo, um, designer and owner of brand Galago Sandals. How did the brand start? And give us some more insight about who Adiambo is. Because just looking at you, you look so eccentric. And I was, Jewish, please. 
Take I, us through. I am eccentric in a quiet way. Oh. So, <laughs> a very quiet way. So, like, the, the, I'm a showpreneur versus a, a footwear designer like Ridwana is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and I'm, I'm, an, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. And of course, I love shoes. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like a marriage made in heaven. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that was how the, the brand was born. And the brand that I have is an innovative brand in that, um, everyone gets to custom their own shoes. So mm. with the same base, depending mm. on what your personality is, you can, you know, build a, a different shoe. So with fabric ties, for example, to the beach or leather uppers, uh, you can just change your style with one base. So that's what I like. I love people to express themselves through the shoes. Wow. Wow. That is so interesting. I love that you can mold your own shoe. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yes. Adiambo, you definitely have brought that modern design appeal with a touch of our cultural heritage and then slapped on the design your own concept, which should definitely make the Galago sandal a bit more appealing to a wider reach. So what would you say that you, I mean, would you say, obviously, because we're in business and we are talking business behind fashion, would you say that your unique offering is actually getting you higher sales in the African market or the global market? Um, um, it is uh, the global market, you know. Um, the person who buys the shoes, you know, values things like the provenance of her brand. Of course, I could make my shoes in the East, but the, because I make it in Africa, it's a bit more expensive. But that is a that's the, is a value proposition for a client. They want to know it's made locally. Mm-hmm. They want to know it's handcrafted. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what you know the shoe offers. So it is a global market. You know, people with a global view, uh, people who you know care about well, you know, the environment. Mm. Interesting. Adiambo, um, you know, if we look at trends, mm-hmm. footwear is just as, as trend, as trendy as, um, clothing, for example. Yes. Do you find that since you have a, your own design, your own shoe concept, do people go for trendier looks when they are choosing their selection or do you find that they go more for classic looks? Because I know timeless looks are obviously the best, but with the shoe industry growing and with us being influenced by social media and seeing all these amazing things all the time, what do your customers opt for? So uh, because the shoe is quite classic, it's really basically one shape. So you, uh, people go for trend in terms of the colors of the leathers that they choose, but it's a classic shoe no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it will carry them from season to season, and all they have to do is just, you know, update their looks occasionally. So the, you know, the woman who buys my shoe is, you know, into time, timeless, into quality, you know, they're quite centered. Nice. Where where can our <laughs> listeners get your shoes? I have one of your shoes and I love it because it's you can pull out the strap and you can change Absolutely. the straps and it's such a convertible Piece is it unisex? Piece sorry, art. sorry. Is it unisex? Well, or? you can try. You've got slim, slender legs. <laughs> it's not unisex, but we do have beautiful African es- uh, print espadrilles for you. Oh, nice. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. So you can find us at 27 Boxes. It's a new retail uh, complex oh. in Mal- Melville, which is really amazing Very for nice. young entrepreneurs. It's a space where you can find local brands. Everyone says, I don't know where to find local brands. Yeah. You can find us in Melville. And it's made... From containers, the whole made thing. It is crazy that you said that because that was actually in my trend report for the day. Oh, really? About that, yeah. <laughs> it's the most amazing, you know. Thank Absolutely. goodness, you know, we yeah. have it. It's almost yeah. like you know, like the watershed space of yes. of, of, of Johannesburg. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Basically, yes. I'm just, I'm happy with it. I'm just not happy. I'm in there, but anyway, that's, <laughs> that's not a concern. I'm going to raise on air. I'm just going to have to follow up, but yes. I thought that's a very cool concept. And obviously, which designer wouldn't want to be in there anyway? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to add one more thing. Uh, we're talking about, you know, the skills and, and what, uh, uh, what's happening in Africa in, t- in terms of footwear. But for the government, for example, has had this program where they send th- uh, 30 young, uh, footwear on, designers to China for training. So I think the government is vested in making sure that, you know, the industry grows. And you see, you mean the government in South Africa? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And all the other uh, governments that are listening to our show where we dissect the business behind fashion, we hope that you can also catch up with that so that we can educate not just 30, but 30 by 52 or 53. That's yeah, gonna be very. That's mm-hmm. gonna be big. Absolutely. So we love what you're doing at the end, but we know you have to leave. But where can our listeners find you? Um. So uh, online www dot uh, g uh, galago online g a l a g o dot z a. Yes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are so intrigued by you, Adiambo. Thank you so much for joining us in Thank studio. You for I'm so me. I'm so sad that you're gonna leave before us doing. Who would you like to dress? And I don't want to put you under <laughs> pressure. Adiambo, who would you like to dress? Lupita. <laughs> <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> You're on it. Okay. You're on it. I'm on You're it. On I'm it. like, you know, African superstars all about Africa. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Very nice. Very, Very nice. nice. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining <laughs> us. Thank you.
Back to Rudwana. <laughs> right, no pressure. <laughs> Rudwana, did you, you know, I, I read your profile just basically, but I, I've, I've picked up that, you know, you global and international, you've traveled, and have you gained a lot of your experience through your travels and understanding um, the business behind fashion? And as you're saying, you're going to be one of the first um, to go and do your MBA in the Netherlands. Um, are you more inspired by the business behind fashion? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not an MBA. It's a no. it's a master's in footwear and technology. Oh, sorry. It's very for, different. For, sorry, forgive me. <laughs> it's a very technical <laughs> course that I'm be going. I'll be going on for. Um, but yes, absolutely. Um, I am definitely such a global nomad. I love traveling, and um, usually when I do travel, it's it's I travel solo. Um, So you kind of just go and immerse yourself in whatever place it is that you end up going into. But it's also the best way to understand different buying patterns, different trends, different micro trends and macro trends. And it's, it, it has given me a lot of insight into the things that I do today. Um, I mean, I stayed in New York for about, uh, six months, I think it was. Mm. And all that I literally did was job shadowed, um, one of the, it's a guy whose father started up the, the Clarks of London company. Oh, wow. And um, I just dogged him every single day, literally, from boutique to boutique. He was showing me the ropes of how to go and actually pitch a product to the boutiques mm-hmm. because essentially what we did was took a product that was made um, at a manufacturer I was working at at the time, which were these hand-sewn moccasins. Mm-hmm. And um, they were sewn by um, – they were first cut out by the all the the, the the machinery in the factory, but they were literally put together by a couple of women within that little community. So they were all indigent women, and um, they got paid for every pair that they um, wow. they stitched together. So it was definitely like you know like hundred percent profit goes to a cause, and the product was never marketed here in our country. And I was very curious to know what what on earth were people thinking about the product elsewhere. And at that stage, it was only marketed in the UK, and um, the guy was not really interested in going back to the UK to, you know, remarket something that had already been in there. And he said to me, if you come with me, you'll get to see how to take a product to a market that has never seen the product before. Wow. So it was, it was definitely very eye-opening, educational, and it was definitely inspiring. That is Jeez. the kind of training that we <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with that said, I mean, Jeez. I mean, and I think that is, that is so important for us to shadow and do intern, internships and, and, and all of that stuff. So you learn and don't just, you know, people, they come from fashion school. Now I'm a designer and they, they feel the pressure to want to start a brand, but you know, absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are going to be back in a short while. We're just going to be off for a little bit, but we'll be back. If you just tuned in, you're listening to the Fashion Lab Show. I'm Kayla Stamble, and my co-hosts are Liz Ogumba-Regisford and Moik Peterson. We'll see you back just in a flash. Ciao. Cliffcentral.com Keeping it real on Cliffcentral.com It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go to the Cliff Central account, tap connect, then message to show. <laughs> I'll be like, what is some, going on? Some things that only happen right here on Fashion Lab, you know? Um, this is the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. We hold it down here to dissect the business behind African fashion. And we've been having a very special lineup in studio today. We've spoken to Adiambo from Galago. We've spoken to Brian, the CEO of Cape Town Fashion Council. We are still in studio with Ridwana Shaikh. And we also have, uh, our special guest, Martin McKenzie, who's also just walked in wearing local. I've got a clap for him. Welcome to the show, Martin. Thank you very much. <laughs> Martin is just taking his seat. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we are looking, we are admiring the jacket, the little half jacket. Yes, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my jaw just dropped. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> very I, nice jacket. Yeah. Thank you very much. Very nice it's jacket. A, it's, a, it's a Cape Town inspiration. Ah, yes. nice. Yeah. The designer? Do you know who it is? I'm not sure of the designer, but uh, I looked at it and I thought it was great, so I had to buy it. And it sits absolutely phenomenal on you. And, Very ge- nice. and guess where he bought it from? The Bromwell Boutique Mall. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is an amazing place. It's an amazing place. Creation of, uh, of fashion, art, food. Amazing. 
Gee, it was Michelle. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> welcome into the studio, Martin. Well, Thank well, you. Yes, welcome to the show. Um, we're just going to go uh, straight ahead. Congratulations on your work. I want to just say that it, it's been so nice. I have had a few days, for those who didn't, uh, hanging out with the amazing Martin McKenzie and also just got a lot of insight, learned a lot from him. And obviously, we brought him to the show. And thank God he's here with us. I just want to congratulate you on your work, Martin, and your mindset, because I think that that is... Um, work is work. The mindset is a whole new story. Thank and, you. you know, as a trusted advisor to the top 1% of world leaders and global businesses, what is your take on African fashion industry from a business angle? Do you see us trading and winning in the global market space? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I think that, uh, you know, the opportunity now is more than ever. You know, um, f- so some of you may know the BRICS. So the BRICS uh, is up and coming. So Brazil, Russia, India, China, and yourselves as, as the S, which is South Africa. <laughs> you know, so you're on the move right now. Oh. And internationally, people are looking to the BRICS for the next investments. You know, so it's a very exciting time. And it's really for any uh, designers, anybody in the industry right now to reach out, make sure they're on an international platform so that they can be seen by these investors and seen by the world. You know, you've got an amazing opportunity at the same time. Uh, the bricks are speeding up and the middle classes are growing and sprawling, which are the people that actually are going to buy the, the clothing, right? And at the same time, you've got uh, problems in Europe where there's a decline happening. The, the, the uh, middle classes are starting to shrink. So definitely, the bricks is the place that people are looking at. And right now, South Africa's got an amazing opportunity. And it's really for, to, for everyone to leverage that. And I think the mindset it, where, where I kick in is really important. So every individual needs to see that whether you're a designer, whether you're, whatever you're doing, you need to see mm-hmm. yourself in a larger fra- framework. Don't just yeah. see yourself as Africa. Don't see yourself as just, uh, just Africa alone. Mm-hmm. You need to see yourself as a, as a global uh, entity who can actually reach out and touch the hearts, touch the minds of a lot of people with your fashion. You know, I was in a, a, a Oxford Street last week and... Um, Philip Green's uh, brand, Topshop. Topshop, yeah. Had a massive uh, poster of an African lady with her afro out uh, wearing a Western-designed uh, dress, and the other picture was like a, a blouse and, and a trousers with an with a African print, you know, down the left-hand side. And it was, uh, and people were buying it, and they loved it. So the opportunity is there. Get into those chains. Get, get noticed by these people. Get in and penetrate, because that's the only way forward now. You know, I see that there's a massive opportunity, but there's a time frame. Yeah. And I want everyone to make sure that they can, they, they, they start to sit down wherever you are right now. Sit down and see yourself as a, a, as an international brand, even if you're not. Yeah. Even if it's just in your heart and mind right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Martin, very interesting and very interesting that you, that you brought that up. Um, but do you think as Africa specifically, I'm just bringing it back home to Africa, mm. are we where we should be? And what's your thoughts, your, your concerns of why we are not where we're supposed to be? And with, especially with fashion design and within the fashion, within the African continent. Well, I think that, yeah, you know, look, it's not so much for me about where, why it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's more about what's been done now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing, you know, congratulations to you, to yourselves. It's oh, an amazing you. show. And thank this you. show is going out all over the place and, and, uh, people are starting to be inspired. So it's people like yourself, you know, taking up, uh, the, the challenge to actually start to educate people on the business of fashion. Yeah. You know, you're changing the game. You know, you're number, you know, the only, the only, uh, only radio station in Africa doing what you're doing right now. You're pioneers. And it takes you to link with it, more pioneers in their area, more and more to sit down, spend the time. I know everyone's busy. Everyone's running around doing their individual things, but there has to be a collective focus. Absolutely. There has to be a centralization. That's what needs to happen. And you can't just rely on the, 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 the fashion council or whoever else. You, you link with them and, but you, you know, you guys are the creatives. The designers are the creatives. You all are creative. So use it not just in the, in the design of the, of the, of the materials that you're put, put producing. Use it to actually move Africa. Yeah. You know, so I think that we're in a, you know, a place where there's a lot of excitement right now. There's a lot of people really focused on what's next. Yeah. Literally, America, uh, England, you know, they're all focused on what's next because yeah. they know that that's, that's the situation. They're slowing down. Everything else is speeding up around them. It's a new world for them. It's a new way of thinking. Yeah. Now it's up to you all to start to say how you want to be seen by the rest of the world. Absolutely. So when you're putting your fashions out there, don't assume it's going to be local markets only. See that actually the world is looking at you right now mm-hmm. and make sure that you, you present yourself in that way. So I, I think that 
I, I don't I don't really look backwards. I more look at the strong mindsets, the strong people like yourselves out there. I see in Nigeria some great great things happening as well. All these people coming together, it, there's an energy going on. It's yeah. a focus, yeah. and and so I I would like to focus on that. I'd like everyone to start to rally around that. Sit down, even if it's conference calls. Start to find out where and where where we going. Get a vision. Yeah. So the vision is is critical. What is the vision for Africa moving forward for the next ten uh, years in terms of fashion? Yeah. Where do you want to see yourselves? Yeah. You know, five points. Get those five points together and then make it happen. You know, you've been entrepreneurial enough to to set up. You've been entrepreneurial enough to to do designs. Everybody out there. What do you want to see of Africa? And then how are you going to push that forward yourself individually? Don't just wait on everybody else. Don't wait on funding. Don't wait. Just Absolutely. start communicating with people, collaborating with people. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen now. Very true. Very true. And I think it's so it's so interesting that you're saying that um, the world is now looking at Africa. For sure. You know, everyone is concentrating. So we need to start pushing out and we need to tell a story that this is Africa. Yes. Wow. You yes. know, Mo, just to jump on what you were saying, I was actually thinking about this the other day, that Africa is quite young when it comes to the whole fashion game. Mm-hmm. So I think because if we look at Europe and we look at America, they've had years and years and years to build up their industry. But I think for us yeah. that have started not so long ago. We're doing quite well because like we've been saying that the world is looking at Africa. Yeah. Martin, from an investment point of view, yes. is the African fashion industry investment friendly? Are more people looking to invest in the African fashion industry? Well, you know, I'd say as, as a whole, people are looking to invest in Africa. Mm. And there, there is people who are interested in investing in the industry industry but the key thing the thing is is you all need to make that happen yeah. yeah it needs to be presented and you know i deal with this on a you know i deal with global leaders so it needs to be pushed under their nose what is the vision for africa where is it going you know and it's very simple you know that the middle classes are simply growing here so fast that you know they want to buy and they want to look good and they want to be proud they want to be proud proud africans in in their dress and and it comes through and communicates yeah. so very simply put together in that way of course definitely i can go back and get some people interested in investing quite quickly because it's it, it makes sense yes the consumer market is growing so fast mm-hmm. and the designers are so creative yeah you know I've seen Liz's work. It's amazing. You know, some of the things that you're doing right now, it's, it's truly amazing, you know. So, Absolutely. And there's people all over doing really great things. But yes. sometimes we get so busy that we become isolated. Yeah. And that's my only worry. You know, don't worry about, and it's definitely right what you're saying about the time frames. Africa is young, but that yeah. actually isn't a stumbling point. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're young and you're, and you're kind of fire, fired up, you get so creative to get out there. It doesn't take you 15, 20 years to establish yourself. You just go to the root. Yes. Some people call me the Mr. 1%. And I always think of the 1% way, you know. So Paris, New York, London is going there and creating a vision for Africa, touching the hearts of people, and then having some in- meetings with, in- with individuals who want to invest, in, you know, in your, in your brand or collectively into Africa and African fashion. You know, Absolutely. and speaking to those those Philip Greens and getting into the chains so that the, the mass markets out there start to know, start to really feel the African vibe because I think it's, it's it's truly an amazing vibe. And by the way, I think the creativity coming out of Africa is far more than anywhere else. I think that there's a lot of regurgitation out there in the world right now, and it's and it's safe. It's kind of like uh, movies where it has sequels and sequels and sequels because simply they know it will sell. Yeah. What I, what I love about Africa right now is people are thinking for themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. They, and, and that, that is the future. So I see, and you know, the, the rest of the BRICS, definitely, I think Africa is definitely, in terms of fashion, going to be the leader in the BRICS. Wow. Right? Wow. I believe that. And to make that really, really prominent, you need to start to get into Europe and start to get into the hearts and minds of those people, the buyers, and start to make sure that there's a presence out there. And then you will lead the BRICS, the emerging markets with regards to fashion. Okay, that's what I want to say. Uh, Martin, do you think it's 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 a good idea or to push mass uh, in terms of design, in terms fashion. of in terms of fashion, in terms of fashion. I think as, that a, you, as a fashion designer, yeah. I think that you have to play both both sides. I mean, the, the, the we're talking about changing your consciousness here, changing yeah. a, a way of doing things. So you're going to have people who are going to be very exclusive, at the top of the market. You know, who are going to have higher prices. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have people who are going to sell to mass, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so that there's, so that there is that consciousness that people want, want it. So it has to work together. It's not either end. It's, it's, it's collective. Mm. Very nice. Wow. And what do you think about the footwear, um, industry generally? I mean, I'm sure you've never bought a pair of shoes in Africa, have you? 
Well, I'm, or, I'm, or made by Africa. I'm looking to do before I get to the airport today. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. to buy some. <laughs> Hopefully, you can give me a tip on who to buy, right? You know what? It's very, it's very nice, and it's very refreshing just talking to you because, like you said, it's also nice to say this is what we're doing, this is what we are building, and put it, build it in a way that you can actually throw it into any hands into yes. any potential yeah. investors yeah. who are saying I want but I can't see it because the truth is I believe that in people are looking at Africa and saying I want but mm. but they don't know what do what can they take absolutely ways ways the ways the product the ready product not mm. the yeah and so I think um and also I think as a creative it's the challenges we all deal with and sometimes I also sit and I have to stop and say I'm spending so much time create because I'm I am in love with creativity yeah, yeah. and it's it's my heart and I'm sure a lot of creatives are, can can attest to this or agree with this mm-hmm. and we spend so much time I mean I will show you all my beautiful pieces you'll fall on the floor but then there's that gap where it's like where is the is piece it going mm-hmm. it's just so mm-hmm. you know you it end up having sell. a whole showroom full of a million beautiful pieces but that's kind of where it ends so it's very nice to talk to a business mind like you yeah. who's looking at things in a whole new level and mm-hmm. also just um in- inspiring us by you know by your talk by what you do by what you say to get ourselves to a different level yeah i mean what i'll say about that is that there needs to be a time separation so we love creativity so we spend all our time creating, yeah. not enough time selling, meeting, getting the things Very out there. And, and, and we all do what we like best. Very true. But as a business person, we really need to say, you know, the 80-20 principle kicks in here. For any of no one who's ever heard of the 80-20 principle, uh, 20% of our time is where we're really successful and we get all of our goals done. Yeah. The 80% is where our time gets wasted by doing things that don't actually serve our higher purpose, what we're trying to do. Does that make sense? So if we can start to separate out and think about where is that uh, 20% that really, really works really well for me mm-hmm. and focus on that. So, okay, I love creativity, but I spend pretty much 80% of time creating mm-hmm. when really all it is is I need to have those quick flashes, mm-hmm. 20% of my time and actually just create what I want to create to get out there in a strategy to hit the markets that I want to hit, not just producing more and more, more and more. No, it's and the heart, isn't it? Because you want to do that. That's it. It's it the is. creative flow. It but is. If, as a business person, you have to separate. Yes. You know, what is my outcome? Exactly. And everyone, I want, want to leave everyone with that. What is my outcome? Because if you don't, if you're not clear about what your outcome is, you end up just producing, 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 mm-hmm. and scratching your head after a year with all these things, like you say, around you, but not moving anywhere. <laughs> Very true. Mark, you know, I, I love that you said that about creativity. I think that's the main focus of the show and why we started the show, because we always say that people love the glitz and the glam and mm. the beautiful side of fashion, but there's really hard, tough work that happens behind the scenes. And I think that it's absolutely incredible. And you're right about creativity, because I'm a creative person and Liz is a creative person and we're all creative we persons yeah. sitting mm. right here and we love to create. And it's absolutely true. I was just sitting here like... Oh, he's preaching to me. Well, if you, if, if you, if you haven't heard it, I mean, you just have to listen to it again. That was Martin McKenzie. Martin, thank you so much for your time and for stepping in and, you know, contributing um, to the African um, continent as a whole. And Martin, how can people get hold of you? Um, if, um, you know, just because they're going to be so inspired by, and uh, whether it's just your, you know, your. Okay. Well, well, uh, social, we have, we have some training courses that touch on some of the things that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you go, if you go to www.p ppnworld.com mm-hmm. www.ppnworld.com there, there we have courses that touch on the business entrepreneurship and how a creative person can really utilize their skills to get where they actually need to be Fantastic. you heard it all and Ridwana how can people get a hold of you um, okay, so my Twitter handle is um, at MadForMashuga, number four. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm also contactable through my website it's mashugashoes.com Thank you very wow. much. Guys, now before we wrap up, wrap up, cause I'm getting worried that we're gonna miss, uh, our last fun segment. We've got a last fun segment that's called Who Would You Wanna Dress? And in this segment, it could be because they just can't dress or because they really can dress and they could be your muse. So we're gonna just start with, uh, with Kayla because she came in last. We're gonna <laughs> Thank start, God. we're gonna Thank start God. with Kayla and Thank take it around and just quick, uh, half a minute. Who would you want to dress and why? Today, my choice has got to be Mini Flamini. I think I'm very excited to see because of the Durban July that's coming up. I'm excited to see what she wears. I think that she's an innovative person. She's got an amazing body. She always takes fashion risks. So this week, that is the person that I want to dress. Okay. <laughs> um, Morwick? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why, Liz? Please, can I go last? Half, half a minute, Ridwana? yes, please. Jeez. Oh gosh, I'm I'm sorry. I really don't subscribe much to celeb culture, so um, I really don't know. Actually, <laughs> nobody that in this world. Okay, well, actually, you know, somebody who's really been inspiring me of recent is Rosario Dawson, simply for what she's been doing for her own community. So, if there was one person that I could dress, it would probably be her. Very nice, nice. Uh, Martin. The first person that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, Barack Obama. You know, <laughs> being able to dress him, you know, just cool, super cool. You know, um, and uh, maybe after his presidency, to see him wearing some some very African with his Kenyan roots, kind of wearing wearing some great clothes and some great fashions. You know, that kind of uh, roll back the time on his age. Wow. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like nice. that. Morwick. Um, I, I just thought about it right now. I really want to dress, you know, the young African man. Because a lot of youngsters are just letting themselves go, mm. and I think us as Africans, we're so strong in our aesthetic and who we are. Mm. So that's who I want to address. You know, the young, upcoming South African that makes them more powerful. And when they walk into a place, they don't even need to introduce themselves. People are like, "You are like I have arrived." When okay. you look at me, <laughs> I've arrived. Liz, wow! <laughs> I would want to dress Alequek, the Sudanese model, Sudanese, Sudanese supermodel, and I want to dress her because I've never really understood her style aesthetic, and I don't. She's she's a beautiful African girl, and she's also very unique, and she's also very dark, mm-hmm. and she's also very she's a very unique sort of look. But mm-hmm. I every time I look at clothes on her. Either I can't see her, like I don't know what happens. I just can't see her. Mm. And when I say I can't see her, I can't see her spirit. I can't see her soul. I'm sure she's mm. such a beautiful person inside. And I would want to dress her to bring and you know exude that inner confidence and inner beauty. I don't see it. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Lovely. This. So, yes. <laughs> well, any any last parting shots because we we are We're about, about to, to leave. We're right about now. to leave. Well, what I'd say myself is, look, you know, the opportunity is now. Absolutely. Creatives out there, chop up your time a little bit differently. Think big, have a have a wider reach, and communicate with the rest of your industry, and drive forward. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, thank you very much for the opportunity of chatting with you guys. It's been fun. I have learned so much from Martin <laughs> in this <laughs> couple of minutes that he's been talking. I mean, I really get the eighty twenty thing. I've got a studio full of prototypes, which are amazingly beautiful, but they will never go anywhere. So, thank you. You're I really welcome. have learned a You're lot welcome. from you, and thank you. It's been good to you be guys. here. Liz Killer. I feel like I was schooled in the 80-20 thing as well. And I think that's what I'm taking away from today's show is to try and put more time and more effort into business, into, you know, getting the money, making the money. And 20% creative is just as good, good enough. That's what I took from today's show. So thank you, Martin. You're welcome. <laughs> um, my parting shot is let's stay focused. Mm. If we stay focused, we will achieve so much more. So that's my parting shots. To everyone that's listening, please, let's stay focused. My parting shots are, it's never too late to change careers. If you're not making money, get to the next thing. You might have time. So I think I'm also learning a lot, and this is for me and for everyone else. Anyway, this has been the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. We hold it down here every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, find us or catch up with us on www.fashionlabafrica.com. We love you guys. Stay focused. Peace and love. Ciao, ciao. Bye. 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 Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com.